0: Let's talk about detox. Oftentimes, detox protocols are associated with strong hurt symptoms and the discomfort they cause, but it doesn't have to be that way. We've discussed reducing your toxic exposure in episode three, supporting your natural detox pathways and preparing your body in episode four, and now we're ready to talk about detox. As I share some of my favorite detox tools today, I encourage you to choose tools that work the best for you and create your own custom healing toolbox versus feeling like you have to do it all. I've heard from many who have felt like they can't ever heal because a highly praised healing tool didn't work for their body. There were some tools that didn't work for my body either. But listening to your body and adjusting, customizing your healing journey to best support your body is way better than forcing a healing tool just because others say it's important. Here are some of my favorite detox tools. Number one, the 369 cleanse by the medical medium. It's my favorite cleanse and my go to reset protocol when my body needs some support. No fat mornings to give your liver a break and to encourage detoxification. No processed foods, no dairy, gluten, added sugar, eggs, corn, oils, or pork. Instead, you focus on an abundance of healing whole foods, foods that have unique healing benefits and help you rid disease from your body naturally. The whole foods recommended also help to create an alkaline environment in your body, and viruses, pathogens, and even cancer can't thrive in an alkaline environment. In fact, Dr. Warburg, in his Nobel Peace winning study, stated that healthy tissues are alkaline, whereas cancerous tissues are acidic. Every single person who has cancer has a pH that's too acidic. Cancer doesn't survive in an alkaline state. Number two, detox baths. Sweating and helping your body rid toxins is so essential when emptying your toxic bucket. But sometimes when your detox pathways are stagnant and your body is overwhelmed with toxicity, some detox tools aren't well tolerated. I know many people who can't tolerate amazing detox tools like saunas or coffee enemas, and I was the same way. Coffee enemas were way too harsh and too intense for my body. It caused me to detox way too fast, and it just wasn't a good experience. Same with saunas. I had pot syndrome, so my blood pressure was already super low and the heat would make me faint and completely take my system for a good week, at least. And yes, I absolutely had moments when I felt completely discouraged because I was trying to heal. I was trying these healing tools and my body didn't like them at all. But then I just continued to try different alternatives until I found something that my body liked better. And that's when detox baths came into my life. And like I just mentioned, I was super sensitive to the heat so I made sure to hydrate really well before a detox bath and I started out with only sitting in the bath for maybe 10 minutes at a time, only once a week at the most. Then as my toxic bucket began to empty, I noticed that I was sweating a lot better and I could tolerate 20 minute detox baths. Before I get into my detox bath, I start by dry brushing to stimulate circulation stimulate and support my lymphatic system, exfoliate my skin and prepare my body for detox. You can google dry brushing and you'll find lots of different graphics that you can use to help you get the hang of it, but you basically brush your skin with a natural bristle brush in long sweeping motions, basically in the direction towards your heart. But you can check out graphics online or even YouTube videos to help you get the hang of it. After I'm done dry brushing, I take my detox bath. And for the detox bath, I fill my tub with warm water, and I add about three tablespoons of ginger. Ginger promotes sweating, which we know assists our body in getting rid of toxins. I also add about a third cup of baking soda, and baking soda encourages a balanced pH in the body. And we know that pathogens can't thrive in an alkaline environment, so baking soda helps your body rid these pathogens. Baking soda baths are also amazing if you have any type of dermatoxin issues, like rashes, eczema, itchy skin, and any other type of dermatitis. I also add anywhere from one to three cups of magnesium flakes, which is incredible for those who have a deficiency in magnesium. Also, if you have a deficiency in vitamin D, most times you'll find that there's also a magnesium deficiency going on as well. While it's sometimes difficult to absorb magnesium from food, especially if you have difficulty absorbing nutrients due to gut ailments, many absorb magnesium really well through the skin. And I could do an entire episode on the benefits of magnesium. Magnesium plays a key role in most of our bodily processes. It calms the entire body down, aids digestion, it's incredible for the nervous system, helps you get restorative healing sleep, activates vitamin D, and so, so much more. I also add in about a third cup of bentonite clay. Bentonite clay absorbs and removes toxins, heavy metals, and chemicals. When it comes into contact with fluid, its electrical components change, which allows it to bond to the positive charge in many toxins, and this process allows it to effectively pull these impurities out of our body. Now, it's recommended to keep it away from metal, including jewelry, so no jewelry while taking a bath with bentonite clay. It's not recommended to include bentonite clay in your bath more than once a week due to how powerful it is. An overuse of bentonite clay can dehydrate you and even deplete vitamins and minerals. So I only include bentonite clay in one detox bath a week, and I make sure that I'm hydrated before my bath, and I also supplement with vitamins and minerals that day. So after the ginger, baking soda, magnesium flakes, and bentonite clay are added, it's time to get in. I slowly worked up to soaking in the bath for 20 minutes. You want to try to achieve a good sweat, but of course, remember to always listen to your body and get out sooner if needed. And like I mentioned earlier, I could only handle 5 to 10 minutes at most in the beginning. After I'm done with my bath, I incorporate cold therapy by getting into a cold shower for about 30 to 60 seconds. Cold therapy is amazing for reducing inflammation. It's even been linked to better quality of sleep and even improved immune response. You can also incorporate contrast hydrotherapy by taking a hot shower for five minutes, allowing the water to run down your back, then follow with cold water for about 30 seconds, then repeat this hot cold pattern about two or three times and then get into bed for 30 minutes. It sounds super simple, but don't underestimate its power to detoxify. If you don't already follow Wim Hof, he has incredible information on cold therapy And the Wim Hof method is a powerful blend of cold therapy and breath work used to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, reduce symptoms of disease, and encourage healing in the body. Number three, underarm detoxing. It's not so much an overall full body detox tool, it's more so detox support. But since I was explaining detox baths and bentonite clay, I figured I would just include this tool in this episode. So underarm detoxing, yes, it's really a thing. And it's been a game changer for many, including myself. Now we know that the lymphatic system runs throughout our body and helps us eliminate toxins, but sometimes it can get stagnant and need our support. There's a cluster of lymph nodes located in our armpits. And when they get stagnant and overwhelmed with toxins, you might notice increased body odor. Common root cause of body odor is toxins. They go hand in hand. So this underarm detox not only helps support your lymphatic system, but it can also help eliminate odor. Seriously, I no longer need to use deodorant, and if I do notice body odor, then I know it's time to incorporate detox. So this is what I do. I add about one tablespoon of bentonite clay into a glass bowl, remember, no metal, and then I slowly add water until it's a mud-like consistency that I like. And that usually takes about three to four teaspoons of water. Then I mix it together with a non-metal spoon and then apply it under the armpit area and let it sit for anywhere between 5 to 20 minutes. Then you can wash it off in the shower or you can even wipe it off with a warm wet cloth. Now this detox mask might cause some redness due to increased blood flow to the area. And this also happens when you apply this mask to your face too, but it should go away within 20 minutes. And the Wellness Mama blog recommends adding one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar to this recipe for an added detox boost. Number four, heavy metal detox. In episode three, we discussed heavy metals and how these neurotoxins cause chaos in the body, as well as fuel troublemakers like Epstein-Barr virus, parasites, strep, gut bacteria overgrowth, etc. So how do we get rid of heavy metals? We love the heavy metal detox smoothie by the medical medium, which combines cilantro, wild blueberries, spirulina, barley grass juice powder, and Atlantic dulse to safely and gently pull heavy metals from the body. And on days when I do want to incorporate heavy metal detox, but I'm just way busy and I don't have time to make a smoothie, I just eat breakfast that includes wild blueberries and then I take spirulina and barley grass juice powder in capsule form to make it more of a grab and go thing. Fulvic and humic acid also help to pull heavy metals from the body, so do bentonite clay detox baths. Many love shilajit, which is actually composed of fulvic and humic acid. And another preferred heavy metal detox tool is zeolite spray. We heavy metal detox with a zeolite spray for about 2-3 to weeks at a time, and we only do that once or twice a year. Number 5. Fulvic and humic acid powder. I just mentioned fulvic and humic acid powder a few times. It's obviously amazing for detoxing heavy metals from the body. It comes straight from the earth. It not only detoxifies your body at the cellular level, it's incredibly grounding, increases energy naturally as it enhances mitochondrial function, it provides you with bioavailable trace minerals, supports the digestive system, oxygenates the cell, increases nutrient absorption, It's a powerful antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, provides radiation detox and protection, reduces oxidative stress, regenerates cells, it's a powerful electrolyte source, boosts metabolism, boosts the immune system, supports healthy circulation, and it has an incredible ability to make it more difficult for pathogens to attach to its host. Many take fulvicumic acid in supplement form or even drink it in powder form. I personally don't like to take it internally, but that's just purely my preference. I know that people have been healing with earth baths for centuries, so I just personally feel more connected to soaking in an earth bath or doing a foot soak or even a face mask. But again, it's just my personal preference. So my kids and I use it about two to three times a week, and my husband actually does prefer to drink it about five to seven times a week. We currently prefer the powder form through Black Oxygen Organics because it's pure and I like being able to use it externally. It's also really potent, so if you do try it, go super slow and steady. A tiny bit really does go a long way. I've had several friends let me know that they actually pass parasites after incorporating it, so go slow if you do try it out. Many companies sell fulvic acid and humic acid as a binder to use during detox to help reduce the Herc symptoms because it binds to toxins and heavy metals, yet also provides you with bioavailable minerals. And while I'm talking about binders, activated charcoal is also often used to reduce Herc symptoms by binding up toxins, but activated charcoal is more abrasive on the gut. It can also dehydrate you and even pull vitamins and minerals in the process. So just a heads up when using activated charcoal. I want to encourage you to give yourself grace through the detox process. So many times we want to detox to remove unwanted toxins, yet we get mad when we feel uncomfortable detox side effects. It's easy to view the detox symptoms as the process not working and maybe even making us worse. These detox symptoms are the result of our body doing what it needs to do in order to purge these illness-causing toxins. We don't get mad at our vacuum cleaner for being obnoxiously noisy while we're using it. Why not? Because we know that it's working hard to suck up junk for us. It's doing its job. So why do we get mad at our body when our body is working hard to remove junk for us? Something that helps me through what I call detox pockets is to catch my frustration and try to switch over to appreciation and gratitude that my body is working so hard for me. It's doing what I'm asking it to do. It's deep cleaning decades worth of toxicity and fighting to provide me with incredible health. With that being said, have you heard phrases like, the stronger the detox response, the stronger the healing? Or, I know that the detox response is overwhelming and intense, but you have to just get through it if you want to experience true healing. My body actually crashed a few times along my chronic illness journey after following this advice and pushing through overwhelming detox protocols. I've even worked with many clients who are in a really bad spot after their previous practitioner assured them that aggressive detox was the only way to heal. I actually currently have a few clients who are basically poisoning themselves because they were told by practitioners to take massive amounts of tinctures and supplements, some four to five times the recommended dose, all at once, and was told that that was the only way that they could heal. And even when they told their practitioner that the protocol was causing these extreme symptoms like kidney pain, liver pain, and incredibly intense Herc symptoms for weeks to months at a time, they were told that it was a normal part of detoxing and that this was needed to heal. That's so dangerous. Herbs and natural remedies are powerful. They can cause side effects and they can be dangerous if not used properly. Something that I even experienced myself? is that many practitioners and specialists who actually do encourage you to listen to your intuition when it comes to identifying symptoms and the root cause of ailments, suddenly encourages you to ignore your gut feeling when their protocol isn't working well for your body. Remember, you are the authority figure in your life. So if you don't feel right about the protocol you've been put on, no matter who you're working with, the doctor, practitioner, healer, top specialist, if something doesn't feel right, listen, and get a second or third opinion. Sorry, kind of a side tangent, but I really wanted to share that because it absolutely breaks my heart when I meet clients who push through dangerous protocols because they felt like they had to. So there's obviously a balance when it comes to detoxing. I know that I'm encouraging you to appreciate that detox symptoms are a normal part of the process, yet also saying that too much of it can be a sign of overwhelm and could even be dangerous. So before we end this episode, let me clarify. Are symptoms like headaches, nausea, chills, fatigue, etc. a natural response to detox? Absolutely. However, if your detox symptoms are overwhelming and intense, that's a huge indicator that your natural detox pathways need some support. It's almost like intense detox Herc symptoms are your body saying, whoa, okay, please slow down, I need to catch up. When it comes to detoxing more comfortably, work with your body to approach detox at the pace that your body feels comfortable with. Start slow, and if you begin to experience detox symptoms, support your natural detox pathways or even back off a little bit if you need to. You can also look into incorporating binders, which we discussed a little bit, to help mop up the toxins being released into your system during detox. So to recap, When it comes to detoxifying, first reduce your toxic exposure, support your natural detox pathways, support your mitochondria, incorporate detox tools that work the best for you, slow and steady wins the race, work with and listen to your body, and honor your unique detox pace.